You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz. Hey, football fans. We've got an exciting giveaway starting today that we think you're going to love. Mike and I have autographed an NFL football to give to our lucky listeners, and it's easier to win than a playoff game in January. All you have to do to enter is head over to our Instagram at Run It Again Podcast, give us a follow, like our post announcing the giveaway, and tag three friends who you think should be listening to Run It Again. That's it. Then listen to next week's episode of Run It Again to find out if you've won. All right, Mike. Well, what was your favorite playoff game over the weekend? Well, I think probably the the Browns game and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Probably thought I was going to say the, the Ravens, right? But uh, it was a great game. But it was fun to watch the Browns with all things that had happened to him during the course of the week, come back and play so well and actually beat him. So I think that was fun to see. Uh, it's hard. I know on hard to see somebody like big Ben and all those guys, uh, you know, so upset at the end of the game, but it was good. It's good. I think it's it, it, the league needs to have new teams in the final games. I really do. I think it's good for, I think it's healthy. So hopefully we'll get some new ones in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and how about that? All week long, the Browns go through COVID hell, pretty much. You know, they their facilities closed. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, he's at home. Uh, Alex Van Pelt in calls the plays. You know, he acts as the interim head coach, so to speak. And all the assistants get danced around. You know, sometimes, Mike, there can be distractions that are actually not distractions. They're more distractions for the other team. And I think Pittsburgh bought into all that crap more than the Browns did. No, I, no question about it. And I, th- I think that happens when you can uh, antagonize uh, your staff and players just a little bit with things that make them ultra sensitive and alert. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Instead of just going through their routine. Uh, I think they, uh, I think it probably happened a little bit. And then just the opposite with Pittsburgh. I think they just felt like they had a lame duck there and it was going to be, get this one out of the way and move on. But uh you know, obviously didn't work out that way, but I think it, there was another game like that too, you know, where it probably felt like the Rams were, you know, I think Seattle felt the same way, you know, that the Rams were without their quarterback and this is going to be something that they're going to get through and let's just get through this one next and in, into the next game. So I think both those games, uh, I think both teams that got beat looked like they didn't, didn't want to play or just were not in a playoff mode. You know, they just didn't look good, neither team. Yeah, I, I thought that about uh, Seattle. That's the worst I've seen a, a Seattle Seahawks team look under Pete Carroll. The energy wasn't there. The, no. the emotion wasn't there. And I, okay, maybe the crowd has something to do with that because, you know, he, he likes to get the crowd going. The crowd, of course, the 12th man gets things going, and then he starts doing cartwheels on the sideline and high-fiving guys and all that. But Russell Wilson didn't look right, Mike, and I went back and I looked at the film last night, and – 
his offensive line, first of all, they struggled. And I, yeah. that's, that's a good defense or playing the Rams. Right, and right. Aaron Donald, even before he got hurt. So, but uh, there was some guy, Floyd, Leonard Floyd was, was just a, a, a terror on that right tackle. So I, they had protection issues from there on. Yeah, and they then, abused him. But, but the yeah. thing that bothered me about it was, and I didn't, you looked at tape, you can help me with this. Um, it looked to me like he was really holding the ball longer than normal. Now, that's why I looked at the tape. Yeah. Exactly. And right. Were they passing guys off downfield? And yeah. were they, they looked like he kept trying to get some deep shots, and which is what they like to do. But it yeah. looked to me like they went into that game with a bit of an arrogant game plan. We'll just knock him out, and that'll be it. Yeah. You know, some deep balls. And, yeah. And they got out coached a little bit, I think. Yeah. No, that's what happened because, you know, they had popped him off uh, a couple weeks right. ago. And they said, well, let me think. Now, we got a quarterback with, a, with a, two pins in his thumb. And we've got this guy named John Wolford, who looks like Ed Sheeran, who just uh, literally walked on the field and, you know, we can take care of him. And they just, you know, and then they saw they had a left tackle come back in after literally blowing his knee out, Whitworth. And so he's out there for the first time. So they just said, eh, you know, this isn't going to be a problem. And they fell right into the trap. And you're right, Mike, they did pass off talking about the Rams. They would play what looked like just basically we used to call it three clamp. So it was three deep coverage. Right. Yeah. And if Impressive. your man left your zone, then you clamped on to the next thing coming in, especially, you know, deeper in the field. And yeah. they passed it off beautifully. And you could see Russell a couple of times. He had DK. He had a t- his tight end. And he was like he was waiting for something a little better. And then it just too late. They, yeah, they and they kept trying and trying and trying with the same stuff, and I just, uh, I, I just didn't think they treated the game, you know, like it was a real big playoff game. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but and I felt like Pittsburgh was the same way. But you mm-hmm. know, in Pittsburgh, he still threw for 500 yards. That's, you know, that one drive, he was eight for eight for a touchdown. The other one, he was two for two for a touchdown. You know, so yeah, you know, the the, yeah. the interceptions fooled him. You know, they dropped, they hung that linebacker real low. Cause he's hitting all those crossers. And then, you know, he never saw the, he never saw him hang, hanging real low there. And the Russian three and spying a linebacker really upset and bothered him. So mm-hmm. he got a couple picks out of it. Yeah. You know, Cleveland, they jumped on him early and I, I, can't, I still can't explain the bad snap by Pouncey. Last time I saw something like that was in the Super Bowl. Indianapolis play, uh, was it Denver? I'm sorry. Denver played and then Peyton Manning played Seattle. Right. Yeah. I think the first snap went over uh, Manning's head, and from that point yes. on, it was just bedlam. Yeah, and they tried to climb back in. You know, the the thing that, of course, without the head coach there, you've got a uh, Mike, um, uh, what's his name, the special teams coach, a prefer, prefer, yeah. yeah, Mike prefer. Yeah. You know, it, in the fourth quarter, when you got a three touchdown, two touchdown lead, they're still in a hurry up mode on offense. I'm talking about, um, you know, I'm talking about the Browns. I, I'm trying to figure out why would you do this? Uh, you know, even if, you, even if you're not going to huddle, that's fine. Just stay there until the clock goes down and, and grind. Don't do this to your defense, you know? Yeah. And um, then they finally did do that, but it took them a while. Then the other one was yeah. uh, they took a penalty. You know, they're trying to get him to jump off sides on like the 40 yard line. And he, he, he didn't have to take the, 
you didn't have to burn the timeout. You just take the penalty, move it back, and you, and you punt it down inside the 20. You know, So there's just some things with game management that was a little weird, um, but they did a great job. Players played their butts off. The thing that where they got exposed, and you've been talking about this all year around, those those corners just aren't going to hold up. They're just, they're just not going to hold up. And they went into too deep, and then they just splattered them with balls down the middle. They couldn't run with them. So yeah. uh, they got exposed a little bit on defense now, and that's going to be really hard because – when they go back out there to Kansas City, you know, they'll go to work on those corners right away. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. And Pittsburgh's got a lot of guys injured. Uh, that's never an excuse. We know that. Um, they had some light linebackers in there late in the game, and they started running that G-pull play, and, and that guard was – or tackle was knocking splinters. Yeah. Uh, those light linebackers. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, Ben sitting on the bench – at the end of the game, you know, the game's over, the field's emptying out, and he was just sitting on the bench. It was like that old Johnny Unitas shot, yeah. you know, and you, you could just see the, the, the guys taking pictures, and, and, and you knew he was deep in thought. It just appeared to me, I told Julie at the time, that the only reason for him to sit there after the game is, he, is he's there in his uniform in the stadium for the last time. He's just sitting there, you know, and just kind of taking it all in and reflecting back. And I wouldn't be surprised if he retires. I, I just felt like maybe this is, you know, yeah. he expected this to be his last season and just ended sooner than he wanted. And he was just reflecting, you know, so that's what it appeared yeah. to me. He, both he and Pouncey, you know, and who knows yeah. if that's what happens, but I told Julia, you know, he's retiring. Mike, that's what it looked like to me. No, that's what it looked like to me. And, and, and kudos to Cleveland and boy, you, <laughs> You called this a long time ago. You called this back in June, my friend. They're good and I, I even thought you were a little crazy for it, but no, I, I should have known. You're, you're, you know, they're just too good a team. They're not yeah. only they, they have good players, but they know what they're doing. I know that sounds stupid, the NFL coaches should, but they, they take advantage of their guys. That, that two-back yeah. system has worked really well. They've managed – you know, Baker Mayfield now is developing just like Josh Allen has. You know, they've they've – gone to school and they progressed and they're getting better and better. And yeah. they do have that weakness at corner, but uh, the rest of the team is so solid, Ron. Um, they're for real and they're built the right way. They're going to be around for a while. Yeah. N Nick Chubb, of course, 76 yards rushing. He did his part. Kareem Hunt, he steps in, he gets 48 yards rushing. It just looked like Mayfield was hitting everything. So they'll move on and they'll take on Kansas City. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that game a little later on, but I, I want to go back to Green Bay uh, – not Green Bay, to uh, Seattle. Seattle and the Rams. So you, I thought I heard you mention something before we started rolling here about the relationship with Jared Goff and uh, Sean McVay because that was a little sketchy what went on there before the game. They chose not to start – off and people would say well yeah well he just had surgery you know a couple days ago right. and you get pins but there was something weird going on you know i do this show out here with vince ferragamo and jackie slater and vince from the start said some some crap just went down he could tell by the look on Goff's eyes and the body language and the interaction that wasn't going on between the two that he had pretty much decided to go with the other kid, not because of injury, because he felt like the other kid gave him a better chance to win. And so it worked out that golf came back in, but give me your thoughts on what you saw and what you felt 
there. I think golf probably was ready to play and it was probably a game time decision. I think Sean probably put it off and put it off and put it off. And then mm-hmm. told him, obviously he's a competitor. He's not happy about it. Um, yeah. But I think Wolford probably it would have been good enough in a game like this to win it be as good as they played on defense. Um, you know, bought him some time for golf to get better, but I, I would make golf the player of the week, even though his <laughs> numbers are not very good, but to come in and do what he did was pretty miraculous. I mean, yeah. first of all, you know, people bash him so much, but playing that position and, and what happened to his hand and to come back and throw the ball is, you know, Kurt broke it twice and he, you know, we lost him for six, seven weeks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so to do what he did and attempt to do it, I would never question his toughness. But yeah. uh, I mean, there's some other things I think he's lacking a little bit of, but not not toughness. I mean, he, and he's a competitor. So I think I think he's upset with that. Now, how deep that goes or if there's a break in their relationship, who knows? But I know in that game, he wasn't real happy about not playing. Yeah. And that has been the narrative here, especially in L.A., People have questioned his toughness and, and so on and so forth. Uh, Goff, nine for 19 for 155. One touchdown, but, but didn't throw any interceptions. Uh, Cam Akers was a big thing. I thought that was probably the worst thing that could have happened to Seattle and maybe the best thing for the Rams, you know, the injury to the other quarterback. And, um, well, let me ask this, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton, take those numbers today in any game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. Exactly. Against that team in a playoff game with a broken thumb to come out of those kind of numbers, yeah, he's a player of yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, but you know, and I, I want to make sure I preface this: you know, we never want to see an injury, and looks like um, you know the, the the other quarterback is going to be okay. But that forced the Rams to run the ball. They ran the ball, and Cam Akers had 131 yards rushing. Right. And I, I tell you, he, he went crazy and it just showed it, it kind of exposed what Seattle really isn't right now. Seattle doesn't have a front four. They brought the Dunlap guy in and they're, they're, he gives them something, but they're not overpowering. The linebackers do it all and, and a big safety. And that's it. Safety saved him so many times. I think the so linebackers. I, the, the, I think you're right. The defensive front is average at best, but I think the linebackers, they need to change them. They just don't make enough plays. You know, I think they're, they're older and they're just, they don't get to play out. They, they need to get out. They, I've watched their fits. I watch them play and uh, there's some plays you just don't make that they should be making, you know? And yeah. when you see that out of veteran linebackers, it's time to move on. Yep. Yep. Let's go to Tampa Bay and Washington. So we talk about this. These young players are going to learn not to call out certain guys. You know, it's like, <laughs> who is it? Dan Reeves told me a story once. We went in to do a game there. And Dan said, you know, my father always told me, never take on a man that sits in the corner with one arm and brings on all comers. I'm like, what does that mean? And he's talking about a slot machine. All right. Yeah. He said, don't mess with a guy with one arm that takes on everybody because you're not going to win. And so, yep. you know, my, 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 uh, my advice to Chase Young is, Chase, don't mess with a guy that has all of those Super Bowl rings like that in Tom Brady. Leave him alone. Just, you know, just, just, just shut up. Go play the game. Chase ended up with one tackle and no sacks. <laughs> Be careful what you what's wish the, what's for. The other, what's the other story? Who was it? Uh, head coach uh, walked over to one of the defensive ends and 
told him to give him $10 if he would just touch the quarterback once, you know, or something yeah, right. like that. But right, yeah, right. there's an old story about that that floated around the league for many years, you know. But, uh, yeah, they're, you know, they uh, there was uh, definitely an incentive there. You, know? yeah. you just don't do that young. But that I, I appreciate him. Uh, it doesn't bother me that he did do that. But the, the rest of the guys on the team are going to be a little upset because now they got to raise their game too. But uh, they definitely shut him down. Yeah, no, and and that was at home, you know, and I, I know what the euphoria Washington was feeling. You, you, you feel a little invincible <laughs> when you have that playoff game at home and you're a young team, you know, and then you start believing the hype and people tell you how good you are. But I I'm thought, talking, I, 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 what did you think of Heineke? I thought he was, I was just going to say, I thought he was extraordinary. I, Extraordinary. Yeah, I, I, I was dumbfounded by watching quarterbacks and what they do physically with the ball and, and how they, how quick they get out. He, that ball came off his hand fast. He was quick with decisions. He was accurate. He's a keeper. I don't know where they got, I don't know anything about the kid, but he's right. a keeper now running. Right. Uh, he, wow. That's all I gotta say is, wow. I thought he played exceptionally well. Yeah, no, I, I, I did too. I did too. Uh, so Think about how the, the Buccaneers started. Up and down, up and down. One, one week, maybe you love Tom Brady. Okay, and then maybe like in that Green Bay game. And then the next week, you, you thought, eh, you should retire. Then it was, we love you, Tom. Tom, you should retire. But look where he is now. That team, that organization is in the playoffs, which in, in, as far as I'm concerned with Jameis Winston – yeah, they were they were 500 at best. They weren't going anywhere. Yeah, best. they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. But now somehow, <laughs> the Buccaneers, here we go. You know they're going to match up this week with New Orleans, and it'll it'll be a tough one because you know that's an old NFC South matchup, and and uh, it'll be Breeze and Brady. You know, interestingly, I think that that whole team and Tom have, have, over the season have have kind of drawn closer and closer and. I think he's has moments where he hasn't played very well and they're getting used to each other, so to speak. And, and um, I yeah. do think that the play of some of those guys in offense because of who he is and because he is Tom Brady has elevated it. The receivers are playing faster than what they did at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, I watched them on tape and, and they, sometimes they ran fast. Sometimes they didn't, you know, and it, it's, they, the inconsistency of the receiver play was driving me nuts, but they're not like that. They're running and they know they're what's expected out of them and they'll get the ball. And, that, you know, in the NFL, I know that sounds crazy, but there's some receivers, if they don't, they know the play and their chance of getting the ball is low, you know, they're, they've got it in a low gear, you know, and that's, you can't do that. You get to play fast all the time. And I think that part of the game is elevated for them. I think it's really helped Tom. They're protecting him better. His relationship with that offensive line didn't look like it was really good for very long. Uh, about midseason, they had some fractures in there a little bit, and he was getting upset with them. And I think all those things that they went through during the season has kind of toughened them a little bit and brought them together. And I think they're a pretty good team right now. Well, can they beat New Orleans? You bet they can beat New Orleans, but that New Orleans defense is pretty darn good right now. Yeah, and it looks like Antonio Brown has settled down. I don't, I don't hear him chirping. I don't hear any complaining. Looks like he's bought in. Not, not that he didn't, you know, weeks ago, but it, it just looks like altogether now he's bought into winning and Tom Brady and the system instead of he, the AB show. 
You know, I think guys that do that, um, I really believe this. Most of the time, they just they don't feel like they're appreciated. You know, sometimes by their own guys, you know, their own quarterback, et cetera. And the fact that he made a point that that's who he wanted and he spent time with them, those are real big factors now. They, they seem like they're little things, but they're not. It affects yeah. the psyche of the attitude of the whole team. And, and I think yeah. he's – Tom was the medicine that team needed, you know, and how long he stays there, this is it for him, who knows. But um, I think that over the course of the season, they've tumbled around and ended up in a good spot, you know, and I think right now they're pretty solid. Yeah. Brown, uh, just two catches, but for 49 yards, long distance stuff, which is good, and a touchdown. And if you can get that kind of production out of a guy like that every week, perfect. Yeah, you know that you you take that and you move on and you and you survive and go on to the to the next game. Uh, Baltimore and Tennessee, and again, uh, so much for dancing on people's logos. You know, right, it, it, it all came back to haunt Tennessee, and Mike, they jump out to a ten point lead and it was looking good, and then all of a sudden it, it's like everything stopped. Yeah, I think I I think the, at the beginning of the game. I've always felt like the first half of the first quarter or the first quarter isn't necessarily indicative on how the rest of the game is going to be played. I, I think it's kind of a sparring that goes on so many times and and then they settle in and you just become who you are and you go to work. You know, you kind of get a feel for what guys are doing and then you just you do what you got to do. And I've always yeah. felt that way about calling plays, for instance. You know what I mean, Ron? And I think yeah. that that's kind of what happened to them. They shut the running game down now. <laughs> they were – they were more physical. They really were. They were more physical than Tennessee, which I didn't think would happen, but they sure did. Yeah, yeah. And that run so, he makes on third uh, down, oh, my gosh. That was, <laughs> you know, that was worth do, the price of admission. Who can do that? Yeah. You know, Who can possibly make that run, right? So now, Mike, it takes you to the next question. Can he sustain this and do this? Is this enough now to finally propel this team into – the big show because we've seen this before, you know, he had the great rookie year. Okay. And then the chargers went back there and shut him down early in the playoffs, you know, a, a big upset. Then, uh, you know, he has the MVP year. Okay. But he realizes and finds out that MVP doesn't necessarily mean a trip to the super bowl. Right. Okay. So now I wonder if this is the year for him. Well, it's, I, I think it's complicated. It's not an easy thing. I think that all depends on what's around him and how they do that, you know, and I watch closely how they use him in the running game. And, and it's like, like old time college football and the triple option and whatnot, where he's got these inside reads that are, they're doing some stuff I've never seen before in a running game with him, which is really interesting. Uh, so that part of it is, is cool. Can he hold up on and take the beating? You know, who knows, mm-hmm. but the biggest issue is his ability to throw the ball accurately all of a sudden the wheels will just come off and he'll just miss big. And yeah. you, but you know, if you're really good on defense and <clears throat> you continue to run the ball effectively and, and he'll make some throws, you know, you just got to have a good day. He's just got to be on and he can absolutely, they can absolutely win it. There's no question they can. Um, but somebody's going to come up with a way to shut him down. And then you have to be able to be good enough to win on defense and also you know, run the ball with these other guys, not just him. Because they'll take – somebody's going to take him out 
from a structural standpoint, not let him get going, you know, like they did with Tennessee. They took him out. They took the back out. Right. So somebody's going to do that to him. And they've done that before. And that's why that's where he's faltered. You know, when they wouldn't let him run, they just weren't going to let him run. Okay. You, what I would do going to that game and say, listen, you beat us, you beat us, but you're not going to beat us because he rushed for a touchdown or may had a big play with his legs. We're just not going to let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So rushing 136 yards, man, that's just, I, I laugh because I'm, this yeah. is a quarterback. This is your quarterback. This right. is your franchise guy. 16 carries, 136 yards. And then he threw, well, he was 17 for 24 for 179 and one interception. So, um, it, man. And then it's good it, enough. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely good enough. But the, the thing that kills you is he, he takes off on third down. Yeah. That's what hurts the defense so bad. They, you have to take that out of the game to beat them. You yeah. got, uh, you have to stymie his effectiveness as a runner, make him throw yeah. the ball to beat you. That's what you yeah. have to do. And I think this team is, is, I mean, I think people think they're pretty good on defense. I, I like how they play sometimes on defense. They played well on defense and they shut down Derrick Henry. That, that was a key 40 yards rushing that you can do that to Derrick Henry and you're going to win that. You know, Mike, there was a weird exchange on the sideline and I don't, I don't think it was, maybe it wasn't as uh, confrontational as, as it may have looked because I just think Mike Rabel was trying to get some information out of Derrick on what was going on. What was, but he he was in his ear as they were walking back from the sidelines as as Derek and the, and the offense had a rough series. So, not sure. Yeah, there's a. I've been through that. You get real frustrated, and you just got to keep your cool. And it's yeah. you have to, you know. There's nobody wants to. It's not about blame, and that's what players don't understand when when a coach says, "Hey, what happened?" or "Why did you do this?" They're not. You're not looking for blame. You want to know what happened so that you can address it. You know, and I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a player, when you come off the field of a bad series, you don't want to talk to anybody, you know, you want to talk to anybody. And so like Kurt, I would never talk to Kurt until he'd gone down and sat down for a few minutes, no matter whether it was a good or bad series. I never would talk (laughs) to the quarterback. He just got to give him, you got to give him a little space there. Let him, you know, you don't, they're just wound up, you know, they just are. So a lot of that stuff, I just, you know, shrug off. I do think the thing that impressed me more than anything about Baltimore is how physical they were up front and their linebackers absolutely pulled the trigger. Now they, they went after them pretty good. Love to watch them fit the run. I always watch the linebackers in the running game. Cause I just, I just, some of them float and get caught up in other ones. They just get through traffic and they're there, you know, and that's what they yeah. did. Yeah. Some guys can find the ball and some guys can't uh, that, that uh, Hollywood Brown for Baltimore, I thought he ate a Dory Jackson up. I, I thought Jackson was never in the game. It looked mm-hmm. like, and a Dory Jackson is a Jim Thorpe winner. Okay. You know, as a nation's yeah. top DB, but he looked like he didn't even belong in the field with him. So, you know, and that, that you, you're talking about a lot of speed between the two, a lot of speed, but that shows you just how much uh, Brown has. Let me, let me push over to Indy Buffalo. Then we're going to come back and preview uh, this week's matchups. Uh, Indy Buffalo, man, I thought that uh, Phillip played pretty well, and I know he wants that one throw in the end zone back, but my question to you, Mike, is do you go for it there or do you kick your field goal? I think you always take the points. 
you know, at that point in a, a game like this, you just got to take the points. Uh, you don't know how this is going to end up. And I think you pack sometimes if, if you, if your defense isn't playing real well, it was the only time I went for it. In other words, if, if we're, we haven't slowed a team down much on, on defense and we get in that situation, I'd be more apt to take a shot and, and go for it because yeah. you're just trying to stay in it. But that's, you know, in a game like that, I think you just, you know, you got to take the points, but that's, you know, that's what I'd have done. Doesn't make it right, but that's what I'd have done. It's it's so easy to 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 look back and and think that, and man, I just, I still I still, and I'm Frank. I have a lot of respect for Frank, obviously, but I just well, man, the, the I, play I, was there. The play I mean, was, was there. Pretty, if he makes a catch, everybody's got what a great call, and they're, they're in it, yeah. and you know we should move on, right? So yeah, the play was there. No, the, the play was there, and yeah, I, I that I happened to me, Ron. We're opening right after the O one season, O two. We we've gotten beaten the Super Bowl. We come back. We open up with Denver in Denver. We're on the twenty yard line, and it's fourth and two. And we haven't. They have prepared well for us. We have we've had a lot of problems moving the ball, and they're they're doing pretty well in offense. So we're behind, you know, by four points or whatever. And and uh, you know, of course, the players wants to kick the field goal. I go for it, and it's the right play call, and we just miss him. And I got killed for it, you know, just, you know, but you know, if you hit it, you know, that same play in the same spot in the playoffs up in Seattle uh, wins the game for us. So yeah. you make the play. It's great. You don't make it, you know, it's, I understand why he made the call. Uh, I think I'd have probably taken the points. Yeah. Yeah. Another good performance there by Josh Allen and he's impressive. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think Buffalo's secondary played particularly well. They didn't. I particularly uh, Tredavious White. I, right. I, didn't, I didn't like, and I think he's got to play better than that. They all got to play better than that. Defense is weird. Sometimes they're there, Mike. Sometimes they're not. Yeah, they pushed around a little bit more than I thought they would have in the yeah. running game too. They yeah. they did. They weren't as physical as I've seen them play. Yeah. Uh, I just Indy looked better. I thought that was as good as Indy can play. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Indy yeah. looked better than I thought they were. You know, I thought they're a good team, but they really played well which says something for Buffalo, obviously. Um, I thought of all the games on the weekend, that was probably the best game to watch. That was a, a thriller, yeah. as they say. Good teams. I wanted to see I want to see Indy keep playing in the playoffs. I really do. Because they're they're fun to watch. They yeah. they can honestly beat everybody, but they that's can. The, that's the and, way it goes. And you want Philip Rivers for his career and yeah. you know, you like to see him at this point in his life uh have a situation where he can possibly be in the you know, the Super Bowl, but didn't work out. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the Bills, uh, Indianapolis did something interesting. They, they pulled a guy off the practice squad, started him at tackle. His name is Jared Valdir. And he technically was a practice squad guy. Okay. And after the game, the Green Bay Packers signed him. He is now on the Green Bay Packers. Because I guess technically you're still on the practice squad and teams can go and pull from other people's practice squad. Yeah, and I guess uh, maybe you made the point. I can't remember who did, but the practice uh, squad rules are different this year because of COVID. Because Yeah. Because you have yeah. veterans now on the practice squad where you could never have vested veterans on the, on the practice squad before. Yeah. And, but you can still take off – somebody's practice squad you can still go in and that's how we got mark bulger 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's a different situation. That's why, you know, it's so different having veterans that are good players on the practice squad. I think it's a good rule to be honest with you, but yeah, <laughs> hey, a busy week for uh Veldeer, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be on two different teams in the playoffs. It's never happened before. In the Has league. that ever happened? I mean, no, not uh-uh. who, right. No. I, I mean, guys have gone midweek and gone other teams and actually played and start. I've seen that happen, but I've never seen the playoff time. No. Lose one playoff game and now go to another team and play another playoff game. Oh, man. Good. Good for him, man. That's uh, that that's that's big. OK. Um, Chicago, New Orleans. Ugh, I, I don't even know. I think Chicago was lucky to be in the tournament, you know, so they got the hat and the little bag of goodies and they sent them home. And that was that 21, nine saints. Yeah. That was not the, the game was never competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just, it just looked, it looked bad. And you know, while there's nothing statistically to say that Trubisky did wrong, I mean, 19 to 29, 200 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, 96 rating, but he didn't make anything happen. They didn't make anything happen. And, and my man, uh, Wims, drops the ball. This is a guy that got into the big fight earlier in the year with yeah. one of the DBs for the Saints. Now he drops a wide-open touchdown. I hadn't seen one that bad in a long time. That was you know, I, I've never seen that in football, what he did before and here, that kind of action in the game. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I've never, ever seen players do that. It's oh, just, you're talking uh, about the fight. Yeah, the fight yeah. that went on early in the season back in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, just come up and hit him in the face. And I, I've never seen anything. That, yeah. Yeah. To me, you know, of course, that's my personality, but I'd never let him play. Yeah, and you know what that was? That was a reaction to the DB because the DB, and I can't, the, 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 the one, the DB that was involved, I can't. Uh, it's yeah, I know what you can say, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to say the wrong guy, but he had had a, a reputation of coming up and snatching guys' chains and mouthpieces. That's his thing. Come up and That's snatch your mouthpiece yeah. and throw it on the ground. I mean, okay. That was his deal. You know, that was his macho thing. Okay, so... You know, that's why he came up to him and first thing he did is snatch his mouthpiece and then he hit him once and then hit him again. It's like, wow, that's a pretty good punch. Too bad he had a helmet on. <laughs> he going to break his hand. Yeah, and now, of course, the big payoff for him is in the, in the playoffs, you drop a huge touchdown pass. I mean, it's just, and that was an ugly one too. It went boom, right in the chest and I, oh yeah. my gosh. Was like, that basket didn't have a bottom in it. <laughs> Not at all. No. All right, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Run It Again after this message. Courageous is a word that describes America's veterans. Sadly, another word we can use is homeless. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street. You can help. Donate at CardboardToHeadboard.org. On today's episode, did everyone else love Super Wildcard Weekend as much as we did? We talk slime and break down this past weekend's games before previewing the matchups in the divisional round. QBs, QBs, QBs. Then we're off to Dylan to talk about Landry and Tyra, the kids from Larrabee, and why Tim Riggins can't catch a break on Friday Night Lights. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Mars. Hey, football fans, we've got an exciting giveaway starting today that we think you're going to love. Mike and I have autographed an NFL football to give to our lucky listeners. 
and it's easier to win than a playoff game in January. All you have to do to enter is head over to our Instagram at Run It Again Podcast, give us a follow, like our post announcing the giveaway, and tag three friends who you think should be listening to Run It Again. That's it. Then listen to next week's episode of Run It Again to find out if you've won. All right, so let, let's let's do this now. This this coming week, we've got uh, the Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers, and I've been saying all year, all right, Rams, whatever you do, don't don't just see if you can lock this thing up to where you at least have, you know, one or two home games, all right, or all of them at home, you know, but don't go back to cold weather. That, that don't do that. Not that you can't win there, because I think that gets overblown too. But it just makes life much easier. And what do they do? They're going back to take on Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the Packers. Well, there's cold weather, and then there's cold weather, as you know, <laughs> right? So if it's in the 30s at game time, that's like a bomb. They'll be in T-shirts, you know, in the stands. So, yeah. You know, the, yeah, in Green Bay. Or, yeah, yeah, or it could be minus whatever chill, wind chill. So it, there's yeah. cold, but then there's real cold. So we'll see what the weather's like. Uh, but I think that the thing that's going to hurt Green Bay is defensively the Rams are the real deal, you know, best defense in the league, that's really. Exactly and, right. And those corners, exactly. you know, the corner can handle Devontae. He, he, that Adams has not seen a corner like that. Um, it'll be hard. I think it's going to be a hard game for Green Bay. I think they win it, but it's going to be really hard. And we'll see what uh, Jared's like. He's one week now ahead with that thumb and should be feel better anyway. And, and, uh, I don't know if he's going to play or Wolford's going to play, but, um, We'll see how it goes. But I, I do think that it's not a given that Green Bay wins this game. Yeah. It isn't. And I think that no. they, the the what Green Bay's done a little bit like what happened in Seattle defensively, all of a sudden at the end of the season, Green Bay has gotten a lot better. Now, no, they have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have, Mike. And earlier in the year, they struggled, uh, especially against the run. Uh, Delvin Cook went in there and, and racked up over 200 yards rushing yeah. on him. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just not like they were. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, a couple of years ago, those guys were tears off the corners. I mean, you could, no one could block them. Yeah. Now it's just it's, – it's not the same. They, uh, Mike Pettin, the, the defense coordinator, he's been Diggity. under a lot of heat and yeah. he's gotten better and they've gotten better as you have to. As you know, you better in this league, okay, or you're not going to go very far. But I don't know. This defense – now Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald has um, – bad ribs he's got torn cartilage in his ribs and he went down to a knee in this game up in seattle last week and i saw I, that, yeah. I i didn't think it anything could bring him to his knees so i uh, he may not be 100 but i wouldn't be surprised if he was darn close and remember his his 50 is 25 better than everyone else's 100 at that position. Well, I think uh, that and, and good medicine and a, a nice short needle in the rib will help him. <laughs> a nice short needle in the rib, right? Yeah, you can get, yeah that's you know, soft tissue. Yeah, yeah right. soft tissue injury. You oh, can, can, you can take a needle for that. But um, he's like, yeah. you go, it's frame of reference. You know, there's so many guys that have fractured ribs and whatnot and played because of the playoffs. You just go, you just do it, you know. And you, you just he'll, go, yeah. I don't I don't think they'll slow him down much, to be honest with you. I think he'll be ready to go. I do think that uh, – I think that defensive front 
has as a group has really showed up big here at the end of the year. I'm talking about the Rams. Oh no, they have. Yep, yep. They, they, gonna, they're going to give uh, Green Bay all they can handle. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be one of those. I don't know, maybe seventeen to ten or seventeen to six kind of a game. You know. Yeah, yeah. We we talking about Floyd, Sebastian Day. Well, Floyd's a good one. I'm thinking of us really showed up. He's yeah. he, he's a nightmare right now. Yep. He's a nightmare. To to... Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's in a contract year. Oh, by the way, he's in a contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's going to get paid. Yeah. And of course, the matchup everybody's talking about: uh, Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. You know, two two good players. It. You know what I'm noticing, Mike? They, they love to blow these up, and I get it. Because sometimes they actually happen, and you see a couple plays where it's one on one. But most of the time, a lot of the times, uh, that guy isn't on that other guy. Like Devontae exactly. may not be on Jalen man to man, because that's what happened with DK last week. Not all of that was Jalen standing over DK. They were playing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, pick up and, and switch stuff down the field. Yeah, and it depends on what you're playing on defense, too. If you're playing man-to-man, you can just lock him up wherever he goes. But, you know, they don't flop corners. You don't move him inside, you know, all that stuff. I do think that defensively, Green Bay, I think they've simplified things a little bit. I think they – which is let their guys – let them play kind of a thing. You know what I mean? I don't – I think that defense has a tendency to be a little bit complicated, and I think they've simplified it for these players, and I think it's helped them. Yep. Yep. Going to be a tough one. So we'll, we'll see on that. Um, Baltimore and Buffalo. This is, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be, do you like running quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks? This is the one. You know, I think, uh, I think Baltimore will absolutely uh, try to get them to run the football to beat them. I really do. I think they'll try to blitz the heck out of them. I really, I think that's what they'll do, but you know, I think on the other end of it, like we said earlier, Ron, you gotta, you have to stop him, Jackson. You, you've got to do something in the passing game when they're throwing the football to not allow him to get those yards because that's what that's how they've won these games. He's made a big play at, a, at just the right time, and you can't let him do that. Yeah, Baltimore's won six straight. Buffalo's won seven straight. You know, both teams know how to win. Uh, Baltimore's on a nice little roll after stumbling through the season and they went through a period where Lamar Jackson, he came down with COVID. He had to sit out that whole thing. So this team, this team, both teams feel good about themselves. They have that mojo and, you know, Buffalo this time of year, another, you know, not the cold weather weather matters here because both teams are cold weather teams, right? But there's an energy that ramps up in Buffalo. And I think it also ramps up in green Bay and maybe it's a Northeast thing. Maybe it's a smaller city thing, but people are in that frenzy. Like I got my boys around here. My sons keep telling me, dad, you gotta, you gotta tweet something out to Bill's mafia, Bill's yeah, mafia. Okay. And I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with a mafia from upstate New York. That, that's, that sounds like trouble. <laughs> and obviously I said, like, okay, I, okay. I know what you're talking about. I think, but- I think the mafia they're talking about, he's got a, a jug of beer and he's got a big pizza sitting in front of him. I think that's yeah, the mafia that's we're the mafia. talking that's about. That's the yeah. Bill's mafia. <laughs> yeah. Right. Chicken wings there. Yeah. But that's real now. And they, and they, they're going to have 6,000 in the stands. And I'll tell you this, if they say they're putting 6,000 in the stands, they're going to put 10 to 12 in the stands on you. Because it looked like there were more than 6,000 in that game last week. Trust me on this one. Well, I think uh, the biggest difference in this game ultimately is going to come down to 
I know it's a, it's, it's really kind of overworn statement, but who's, who's going to be more physical. I didn't think, I did not think Buffalo was as physical. I was, I was a little surprised that they weren't as physical in that indie game as I thought they would be, but they, they've got to, they've got to crank it up up front because I know, uh, I really believe Baltimore is a physical team and, you know, Buffalo's going to have to match it. Yep. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now that's, those are two Saturday games, Rams, Green Bay, Baltimore, Buffalo, Sunday, Cleveland at Kansas city. So now can Cleveland take that energy and sustain this? And if they do and knock off the, the, the defending world champions, well, my goodness, you are for real. Well, they're for real. I think, I think the Achilles for them are those corners. I think if, if they could resolve that issue, then I think uh, they've got a great chance of beating them. I don't know if they can. I don't know how you do that uh, because yeah. those matchups with Hill and, you know, they're, they're just – the matchups are ugly. So you're, they're going to have to do something to keep that ball from going down the field of those wideouts like, they, like it did the other day, you know, with uh, Ben, you know, throwing down the field. And, you know, they just didn't yeah. slow him down at all. And, yeah. and I know his plan was to let him complete short, come down, blow him up, and make him go the long road down. Well, they did. And, you know, they scored 37 points or whatever. You can't let yeah. Kansas City do that. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh had 501 yards passing. Juju Smith, uh, he talked a lot, but he also had a lot of catches, 13 for 157 and a touchdown. You did, Mike, did you know that Pittsburgh actually had the ball longer? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland didn't longer, have yeah. Cleveland had the ball for 27 minutes. You know, Cleveland still racked didn't up 48 the, points. They didn't run the ball with that lead as much as I thought they would as well. Yeah. Um, when they yeah. did, it's really weird. It was kind of, I was kind of frustrated. I was yelling at the TV, <laughs> my wife, good thing. She's not here. She heard some words. I didn't mean to slip out, but she, uh, they were running inside against Pittsburgh and they were, you know, when you have those pass rushers, you run off tackle and that's where they were making their money with the G play that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. you make light defensive ends pay the price for rushing the passer inside you know they're they didn't make a yard inside they just didn't make anything going inside and yeah yeah they've got to you know in this game their running game has got to show up big and if they're going to be kansas city they've got to be able to run the ball yep that's right okay uh, so uh cleveland out in kansas city you, you know you, you can get bad weather out there too so but again these are two cold weather teams shouldn't matter and then Tampa Bay taking on New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay will get back linebacker Devin White. That could be better for them. That could help. Here's what I'm thinking on this one, Mike. I, I'm not sold on the Saints I- anywhere. I think the Saints uh, beat a, a, a subpar team in Chicago uh, this past weekend. They're going to play a better team. Now, this team, remember, they, they played each other the first game of the season. Tom went down there, didn't have a good game. Tom Brady didn't have he a was good, bad. good game. He was bad. The team looked different. Uh, didn't start off like that way. Then he got an interception, and then it just seemed to roll downhill. But I'm not – I don't see that Drew Brees is, is, is putting the ball down the field in places that he used to. And I don't see him as the same quarterback either. I, I, he's going to have Kamara back. And Kamara, you could tell, he, he didn't quite have his sea legs. He was just kind of getting back into it after being out all week right. or 10 days for COVID. Right. But so now that'll help him. He'll get back into it. But this, is, this one, mm, I could see Tampa Bay going in here and easily taking 
taking uh, the, the Saints out of it, especially without the dome crowd noise. Right. I think Sean is such a big factor in this game. His experience as a play caller in these games. The head coach, um, yeah. His yeah. game plan. I think of everybody in the league right now, he and Andy are the most creative offensively. Uh, they'll have something special and different for Tampa, and Tampa's going to have to respond to it. Um, I think uh, he's getting he's he's getting a lot out of that team offensively with what he's yeah. doing. I agree with you. I, I just they're not nearly as good as maybe they've been, but somehow, some way, Sean is able to move him around, do some things with him where they have success. You know, and and uh, especially with Kamara and some of the things they've been doing with him and his speed. You know, like you always said, you watch a guy on film and then you show up and see them in person. Their speed's different. Like Marshall. You know, Marshall, when you watch him on tape, he looked fast. But when you see him in person, you go, whoop, well, he really is fast. You know, that kind of a thing. And I think with Kamara is one of those kind of players where if you're going to match up with him, you better make sure you have the right guy on him. You know, no, no, that's a major game. problem. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's they're going to have problem. to take him. They're going to have to count for him in the passing game. The running game, it is what it is. You know, he's a good runner. But where he's made so many big plays is is in the passing game on screens and swings and bolts, routes, and things where, he, you know, he just makes guys miss and outruns them to the end zone. Let me ask you this, Mike. Now, you mentioned Sean Payton, you know, smart guy. Uh, he's playing a, a team in Chicago who he knows he's better than. Do you pull back from that playbook and not only pull back, you know, withhold some stuff for the following week? Do you miss information? This is like an old military tactic. Do you miss information? <laughs> the next team coming. I always did that. Yeah. When, when you have control of the game, if you feel like you really got control of the game and they did, then you just, you don't really get to some of the stuff that you were going to get to. You know what I mean? You just keep kind of doing the same stuff and just put a lid on it. And and I used to do stuff that, you know, they have to take off and prepare for just to make them prepare for it. <laughs> you know, knowing full well that you're not going to do it next week, but <laughs> some, there's a guy with a notepad in there. Oh, geez, look at that. They're going to do that. We got practice against that, you know? And yeah. yeah, there's some truth to that. I think Sean is brilliant. I think he's probably from that standpoint, offensively as good as there is right now. So I think uh, that's the X factor for New Orleans. It's not so much their players and who they're playing with on offense or defense. The head coach is a master at game planning and then game time play calling. I think right now he's he's really up at the top. Yeah, and uh, interesting you you say that, and I look at uh, Kamara's numbers receiving. Uh, he had two catches for 17 yards, so – yeah, you know, he 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 downplayed that a little bit, and I I think you're going to see Kamara out on the outsides a little bit. And, and really, you know, Ron uh, Tampa, the thing that hurts them is when they're a little different defensively, and yeah. because you go into a game as an offensive play caller, you've got some things for the structures that you've seen. Yeah, but all of a sudden they're they've come with something totally different. You got to be able to change, obviously, but. Um, that will unsettle Drew in the times he struggles when he's had to hold the ball a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tom's a better quarterback in this one right now. He's more under control. I do too. Yeah. yeah, I do too. They're both older guys. We know that. I mean, they, they've got their uh, AARP card in the mail coming, but 
Um, they, uh, I, I feels like Tom might have better control over this one. Anyway, uh, we'll see how it goes. Mike, I got two things I got to hit you with before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, newsflash, Gus Bradley is now the defensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. There was a lot of talk that he was going to Dallas, but I guess that didn't happen. So he is, uh, he's going to Raiders as a DC that should make John Gruden happy. And uh, Alabama, did you see that game, that national championship game? I watched the first half and Alabama and they look like an NFL team. They, they were just killing them. So I just, oh I, I didn't watch the second half. I, I just didn't <laughs> want to watch it. What was the final on it? Oh, I It was 50 something to yeah. something. Yeah. It was, it was out of hand really by halftime. And yeah. Um, you know what I noticed? Two things that the, the Devonta Smith kid, you know, the Heisman trophy winter winner, he, he was, you know, he's not a big kid. And it's no. something I say to people all the time, you know, everybody likes the DK Metcalf, I guess, cause you know, it's, it's a visual thing, you know, and, and the media likes to play it up. But this kid, Mike, if you if you bumped into him coming out of Best Buy, you know, you may may not have said excuse me. He he just looks like just a normal kind of kid. He's not a wiry, skinny little legs, all that good stuff. Isaac and Bruce. He, Isaac Bruce. Yeah, and just blows pipe. Is unbelievably smooth. That's he what gets, I noticed. I watched him on a on a, one of those returns that he had, and he almost broke it, but yeah. there was no way he was going to that they were, he was going to outrun the angle. And he did that the defense had that the coverage team had on him. And he just did. I I said, Whoa, but looking at him, he looks like he's cut real high, long, skinny legs, you know, and he's not a quick tempo strider, but he's like, and neither was, neither was Isaac, but they just get into that gear. Yeah. Smooth. Oh gosh. I saw the catch he makes on the sideline, that back shoulder where he just kind of makes it look so easy. Yeah. 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 And it was unfair. And I'm going to bring this up because I, I, the, the TV cameras kept showing this kid for Ohio State, the linebacker that was running down the middle of the Hold field the and trail yeah. on the race it for route. safety. Right. That's what I'm going to say. That's why I'm saying this, Mike. They, they made it look like that kid, the linebacker had him yeah, number 32, had him man to man. He, he did didn't. not. He was yeah. just trying to trail to make the quarterback put air on the safety. It's probably actually pretty good defense, and the safety was nowhere to be found. Well, he was the third receiver in. The safety yeah. kept looking at the outside guy. Which and he got know. so deep. He was he was on the goal line when he caught the ball twenty yards in front of him. He's and he just couldn't get to him. But yeah, I don't know why he was so deep. He couldn't make a play on anything that deep. Because <laughs> because they they told him they said just just back up. This they got so well, much did. speed. Just back up. And he backed up and went the wrong way. And now that that poor linebacker he was backed just... up so far he could have used the restroom in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. I looked at that. They showed it <laughs> from the end zone camera, and he was all the way in the end zone when he caught the ball on like the thirty yard. And I said, "What? What is he doing?" No, he that poor kid. I saw him. He floated. To, he floated to his right. He did. And I don't know. I I'm not floating anywhere that's not over number six. Number, right. First of all, okay. And I and I see pro safeties do that. He was just looking at the wrong thing, and you know it was over fast. But the offensive line for Alabama, Mike, was just. Unbelievable! They looked like a, a, a pro offensive line. They abused them. They did. Yeah. Oh, those! They put their hand in the in the ground there on that first series, Mike. I said, "Well, this one's done." <laughs> Just the way oh. they looked. You know, Ron, and uh, whether you like the head coach or not, uh, yeah, or Alabama fan or not a fan, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
not only do they have really good players, they just out-coach everybody. Because I watched what they do football-wise on both sides of the ball, and they are at a very high level, what they do. You know, yeah. The details of what they do. They ran bolts for a touchdown. You know, bolts is a play that we brought into the league years ago. But, you know, you throw it into the hot. He had two blitzers come off, and he lays it over. The back catches it and runs in the end zone with it. And then you just don't see that in college football. You don't see it in the NFL. You don't see it. No, no, that's right. But yeah, 52-24 was a final score. Alabama, another national championship. All right, Mike, we're going to get out of here. Uh, before we go, give me your, your picks for those four games. Rams-Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins it, but it's not going to be easy. I think it's <laughs> going to be a close game, real close yeah. game. I think they're going to have to get some help from the weather. That's what yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really right. do. I do too. Yeah. Get some of that Buffalo weather over there. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore-Buffalo. Well, you know how I feel about – I want Buffalo to win it. So I'm going to pick Buffalo, but that, you know, that could be a, a, a toss up there too. Those are two, two teams that are pretty evenly matched right now. I, I I'm a big Buffalo fan. I just like how they built the team and where they're going and I'll yeah. pick Buffalo. Cleveland, Kansas city. I Kansas City will win it. I think they'll wear those corners out. I don't think they can hold up at, at in the passing game at all. Yeah. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I think uh, Tampa wins this game. I do. I just like where uh, Tampa is right now. Um, I like how Tom is playing right now, and they're real quiet about this. They're going to go into this thing, and I think Tampa will win this game. I think anytime Tom has played bad like that, he's got something to prove. He's never not come out and proven it, you know. I know so exactly. You go back yeah. and look at that ugly game, and it's the worst game he'd played all year. Yeah, he's got something to prove here, and that's just like we saw last week when he was called out with Chase. You know, yeah, I think that uh, Tom will have the best game of his uh, <clears throat> season this this season. I think they they beat him. Yeah, yeah, okay. And we'll get into this one next show, but uh, I want you to think about this because I'm going to ask you a question about the Philadelphia situation, the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, Doug Peterson fired, rolled out of there. I listened to Jeffrey Lure the other day talk, and I didn't believe a word he said. Uh, but we'll, we'll, yeah, I, I know you'll have an opinion on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit like what we talked about last week, to be honest with you. I think, um, he was being a good soldier at the end. It got him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, Mike, I'll see you next week, man. All right, Ryan. Thanks. Okay. Hey football fans. We've got an exciting giveaway starting today that we think you're going to love. Mike and I have autographed an NFL football to give to our lucky listeners, and it's easier to win than a playoff game in January. All you have to do to enter is head over to our Instagram at Run It Again Podcast, give us a follow, like our post announcing the giveaway, and tag three friends who you think should be listening to Run It Again. That's it. Then listen to next week's episode of Run It Again to find out if you've won. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.